Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. Days all run together. Um, my name is Mark Dickinson. I'm the Director of Enterprise Solutions for Schaefer. Um, we're going to talk today a little bit about all the different fulfillment systems that are now available for use inside of a warehouse distribution center, talk about some of the, the new solutions that are coming out and how they can affect your, your, your call it supply chain stream and, and what we can do in order to improve our overall experience for our customer. So this is me. So just a, a little bit about how we're, we're architected. So Schaefer, Schaefer looks at um, basically every different opportunity. And we obviously, we sell hardware. But one of the things that, that we also look at is the enterprise solutions platform. This is our warehouse management and, and labor management system. My team in North America is responsible for the design, implementation, and support of those solutions um, through the US and Canada. What we're wanting to convey and how we and, and talk with you about today is how, how are we setting up our supply chains and our fulfillment strategies for growth? In, in today's market, there's, there's instant access to tons of information, tons of different products from a multitude of different vendors, suppliers, and that kind of thing. And as a customer, we need to look at it through their lens to make sure that they're getting what they want in a timely manner. We need to get really understand what, what software plays a role inside of, inside of the, the supply chain. There are, there are many different point solutions these days that are, that are available for use, and making sure that you've identified the correct problem and then figure out which software solution would be the best, best answer to, uh, to help you out. But then also look at, at how these strategic decisions will affect the software solutions that we, we look at. Now, for instance, if somebody's trying to, to increase the service levels and the commitments to their customer, buying a yard management system may not be the, the most effective solution for that. So from a customer perspective these days, what we're hearing from retailers and, and, and our customers are the, the end users and the consumers are really looking for a personalized experience. Um, we, we've gone from a, from a model where we, we generate large batches of work and then send those down to the stores to now we're creating many, many smaller orders of, of smaller units and smaller size but sending out more orders in, in aggregate. Customers are now looking for assortments of products. Uh, we, have to, we have to be able to provide these products, otherwise that consumer is going to look elsewhere to get what they're looking for. And at that point, you no, longer, you no longer have control of what they're looking at and you've lost them as a customer. So our supply chain systems need to be set up in a way that we can accommodate more products to be able to provide our customers a, a better experience. The, the last piece on there is a, a big one that's really affected the, the overall flow of work inside of a, of a fulfillment center. The, the fast delivery to home. Um, everybody kind of calls it the Amazon effect, but the, the kind of the, the need for instant gratification for, for the items that we're, that we're buying. Everybody, whether you, know, you may, I don't know, you, you may be looking for, for a product and, and instantly the expectation is that you have it inside of two days, if not the same day. Um, that's something that, that as a society we seem to have kind of grabbed onto. And it's something that in the fulfillment space really drives and, and really affects the existing infrastructure inside the building. From the, from the business side of this, as a, as a retailer or a, a provider to those customers, we, we're really looking, we spend a lot of money to get those customers onto our site and into our, into our network and our ecosystem. We have to retain them. Otherwise, all that money that we've spent on, on getting them as a customer is lost, and we have to do it all over again for the next guy. So how do we keep the customers engaged on our platform inside of our system and provide them 
all of the things that they're looking to, to purchase. One of the, how do we increase the product offerings? You, know, you, may, you may have one type of copy paper, for instance, but by, by offering five different kinds, you now can increase your customer base by, by multiple percentage points and therefore increase your sales and revenue. But on the other side of that, we have to look at how are we going to get that product to the customer and how is it going to affect our supply chain. The improvement of service level agreements to customers, this is again a, a big one. Customers have the ability to order constantly now, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and have the expectation that they're going to get their products in a, called a quasi-reasonable amount of time. Uh, two days, less than two days, it's become kind of the de facto standard. But how does that affect the, the supply chain? When we combine the customer demands and the business demands, we, we look at customer retention. We, we have to be accurate. We have to have the availability of that product. Even if we send them the right product, at something, something close to it, that's something that we have to look at. We have to be able to upgrade, downgrade, that kind of thing to make sure that they're still getting the, the, the solution that they're looking for. How do, we increase more, how do we increase the products to the customers? Does that mean that we're bringing in additional products into our facility? Or are we creating partnerships for dropship programs or vendor managed inventory, that kind of thing, so that we are still maintaining our costs? These are all things that have to be looked at and, and managed with a, with a very complex solution. The, the improved service levels, um, this is, again, a, a big one. I'm, you'll hear me harp on this through, throughout the entire, uh, entire presentation this morning. But the, the buy online, pick up, and store solutions, it, Retail tends to grow at, at a couple of percentage points each year, maybe three to five percent net, but the actual transition to e-com is in the 30 percent range. So we're still growing the volumes that are going to, to the customers slightly, but it's taking a big bite out of retail. So in order to accommodate that, we still need to grow the supply chain, still need to, to, to grow the capacity inside these facilities, but at the same time, the order profile has completely changed. We can no longer provide big batches in small shipments to, to, the, to the stores. We have to provide many small units to multiple customers inside of smaller containers, which just places additional strain on the existing infrastructure. <clears throat> so when we look at what these issues present to us, you have cost containment, the com combination with customer demands, and the business and merchant demands can place a significant strain on you as a supply chain professional. You are always in tension with any of these, these different, um, different requirements. And the, the right answer is trying to figure out which, which kind of way you move the needle and how you affect it. So if we look at the, the fulfillment strategies, in order to grow, the business must meet the customer demands. We're not going to grow as companies without making sure that our customers are happy. We must find a way inside of the supply chain to accommodate the, the end user or customer's wishes. So as your supply chain becomes more complex, again, you have some, maybe you have some vendor managed inventory, you have some dropship capabilities, you have multiple retail centers that you may be able to use as, as fulfillment points. You may go from a very simple architecture which has a, you know, an ERP system down to a warehouse management system but as you add these additional constraints and requirements, your system's architecture becomes much more complex. You may start having to leverage you know, yard management, stores, transportation management systems, and we'll go through each one of these in, in just a second. But the point being, the more constraints that are placed on the supply chain, the more complex the systems 
that, that fulfill the orders become. When we look at the fulfillment interactivity here, each one of these systems can be part of a larger solution, could, could be a disparate system. We're seeing a lot of movement in the marketplace these days with uh, call it point solutions that are very good at their, their niche of the market that also plug in as a module to a, to a larger system. But each one of these systems creates a, a huge amount of data. And one of the big things about data is if it's great to create it, but if we don't know what to do with it, don't know how to analyze it, and don't know how to interpret it, it just sits there collecting dust. So at the, to, to give a, a short detail about each one of these systems, at a, at a high level, orders come in. Typically, they hit an ERP system, which manages all the, the dollars and cents, determines whether an order is valid, and then it passes it to, to, the, to the fulfillment system. Fulfillment systems can include distributed order management, uh, warehouse management systems, execution systems, yard management, stores, all of these different things. We'll go into these in, in more detail in just a second. One of the big things to, to, de to decide, regardless of what type of solution you're looking for, is to decide whether it's going to be a cloud-based system or an on-premise system. And there are a lot of different, different things that need to be considered. For instance, if you're looking at a highly automated system, it may not be the best thing to put the system in the cloud. The reason being is highly automated systems typically, typically require a very fast response time, something that cloud-based systems cannot, can provide, but the internet service provider can't provide reliably. So in those systems, you might be looking at, a, at an on-prem system. Conversely, if you're running a manual warehouse, your, your picker with his, R, with his or her RF gun is not going to notice the difference between a 0.5 and a 0.3 millisecond delay. It's, it's a very, these, these are the kind of things that we, we, we look at when designing these, these solutions. Uh, overall, CapEx, OpEx, um, these are systems, there's a lot of systems on the, on the market these days that, that sell the software as a service. So the number of times that you make a request to the host system, make a request to the, to the system in the cloud, that's how they generate the, the, the cost for that solution. Data security is something that, that we all, I would say, fight with every day, how to stay current, how to, how to manage it. In cloud-based solutions, this is something that largely gets pushed up to whoever the solution provider is. They're responsible for data management and data integrity, and, and that's something that as a, as a provider to an end user that holds private information, you need to be aware of when making these decisions. How are you going to be affected if your vendor has a, has a data breach? When we look at, at all of the different systems, we look at one of the decisions that goes into it is whether it has direct operational execution on the floor or indirect. The difference being is, does this, does this decision affect my fulfillment system in real time? For instance, a warehouse management system, a warehouse execution system, a labor management system, all of those tend to have direct operational impacts. And the, the idea being there, if, if one of those systems goes down or is, is degraded, am I still going to be able to get my product out the door? So I know you've all been asking and thinking, what is it exactly that these systems do? So when we look at these products and these solutions, an enterprise resource planning system is really responsible for all the accounting functions. This is the, the Oracles, the uh, Microsoft AX, the the, the, the big guys who typically handle the, the purchase orders, the invoices, and that kind of stuff to the, to the vendors. This is the interface to the e-commerce system. So when you place the order online, the order is captured, it's then sent to the ERP, they do all the fraud verification, capture the, the credit card information, that kind of thing. 
and, and really once, once that order is determined to be valid, it's then passed out of the ERP to go down for, for fulfillment. One of the bigger systems that, that we, we operate with is a distributed order management platform. So the idea here is that the, the DOMS is a platform that can ingest data from multiple different data sources. All of the, the inventory systems, whether it be multiple WMSs, uh, a stores module, an execution system, a labor management system, a, a rate shopping tool. So as, a, as an example here, if you have 100 stores with, with inventory inside of them and five distribution centers, if you have an advanced DOM system, you technically have 105 available distribution points. Now the DOMS is gonna look at all the different options inside of that, inventory carrying costs, uh, service level agreements, uh, availability, labor of, uh, inventory and labor availability, and make the most appropriate decision on where to ship that, ship that order from. An example I always give people is, let's say you live in Charlotte right next to the distribution center, but you place an order for next day air at 8 p.m., you spend an extra $30 on that order, is very likely that order is actually gonna be fulfilled out of California because you've placed the order after, after the, the carrier cutoff time, and, but you, the, the, the vendor has guaranteed you next day air. So they're gonna play the time zone game, fulfill the order out of California, ship it across the country overnight, and you still have it by 8 a.m. These are the types of things that these, in an advanced solution can provide, therefore making sure that the customer is happy and, and, retain, and stays with our, with our uh, retail system. Warehouse management, this, this system really handles all the functions inside the, the four walls of a, of a DC or FC. The warehouse management system deals with uh, returns, receiving, uh, this is really the inventory of record inside the building. Uh, I would say it directs all the picking, picking systems, shipping and manifesting. A good WMS will work very closely with a, with a warehouse execution system. And this is a term that's really kind of come up in the industry in the last couple of years. The way that we, we tend to describe it is uh, a warehouse management system handles inventory, a warehouse execution system handles the order start. So a good WES will look at all the different functional areas inside the building. You may have three pick modules, a, a, an oversized area, and a garment on hanger, let's say. And you may have an order that comes in and hits all four of those areas. A good WES will stagger the start of each of the products coming out of those, those functional areas so that they arrive to the consolidation area or the packout place at about the same time. The idea is that the WES is really able to drive flow inside the building. It makes sure that things keep moving, it makes sure that people stay utilized, and it makes sure that your resources are, are executing to the highest level that they can. A control system is really just making the decisions on intelligent routing through the facility. Instead of doing ones and zeros and coding specific places that, that boxes and load units and, and totes are supposed to travel to, a good control system will monitor the flow of product through the facility and be able to reroute it around a bottleneck on the conveyor system. We use a lot of logical destinations, a lot of load balancing and that kind of thing in a, in a control system. <clears throat> Once we get outside of the four walls, this is where a, a yard management system becomes uh, more useful. Uh, an easy way to explain it is, a yard management system is literally a, a, a WMS outside for our yard. It handles the, the dock assignments, it handles the appointments for, for inbound freight, outbound freight, 
and it also has visibility into the inventory carry or inventory stored inside the trailers that are staged outside. So a good yard management system has visibility upstream so that it can provide information to the WMS so that we can make intelligent decisions in our, in our fulfillment space. Labor management systems, these are systems that use engineered labor standards inside the, the building as part of a input for, for, um, for fulfillment. A good labor management system, well, take a step back, a lot of the labor management systems historically have been reactive. So we're able to provide we're able to give them a, an engineered labor standard for how long I expect it to take somebody to move from point A to point B, select the product, and then move on to the next piece. But intelligent labor systems these days are able to provide predictive and prescriptive analytics to say, we realize that it took you this much based on historical data. We project that you're going to need this many people in order to fulfill the order profile that you've got today. Intelligent LMS systems are able to look multiple days into the future to give you a staffing plan and also affect your real-time distribution. We have systems these days that can look at it and say, you, need, you know, you're missing your SLAs, you haven't been as productive as you need to be. At 2.15 p.m., you need to move three people out of picking and move them to this pack station so that we can make sure that we pick back up and get to where we need to be. <coughs> Transportation and rates uh, shopping systems, so these solutions, um, I would say, a TMS has largely been utilized more when we were doing a lot of retail LTL type shipments. But with the advent of e-commerce, we've really started seeing a, a big rise in, the, in the, the rate shoppers. These are guys who have ability to, to talk to multiple different uh, carriers, couriers, that kind of thing, and, and make the right selection on the carrier for a specific order. So these are systems that you'd be able to send, hey, my box size is you know, ABC, it weighs this, and they're gonna come back and say that FedEx costs you X, UPS costs you Y, but your local, local courier will cost you Z, and then you can make the decision based on, based on that. The TMS solutions provide a little bit more enhanced capability in terms of, of freight audits, label value, uh, freight audits and, and, and carrier tracking and that kind of thing, but all of these systems provide label validation and, and carrier selection capabilities. <clears throat> One of the, the big things that we've started looking at now is uh, stores fulfillment. And what this means to us is, again, if you have bricks, bricks and mortar retail stores, these can be considered retail points and fulfillment points for all of your customers. They tend to be closer to, to customers than actual distribution centers, but there are things that we need to look at. For instance, we've already spent the time, effort, and energy to get that product from our distribution center to our store, so there's an increased cost to it. The labor inside the store tends to cost us a little bit more than the labor in the distribution center. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we get the product to the customer when they're expecting it. One of the other unique, uh, call it nuances to the stores module is we don't have a 100% accuracy of the inventory inside the store. At a DC level, it's very easy because we know everybody walks around with an RF gun or is directed to go pick something out of a location. So it's very easy to know what the, what the inventory levels are at each specific location. In an actual store, we don't know the number of people that have come in, whether they've picked up product, put it in a cart, abandoned the cart, whether they're still in flight, have, have selected their products and it's taking them an hour to get from where they are to the point of sale system. 
So it, there's a couple of different nuances that, it, that we have to take into account when we're looking at, at stores level, or at the stores modules, but it does provide a semi-real-time semi inventory level for all of, the, all of the stores that are under control. Again, this provides an interface to the DOMS module so that we'd be able to make an intelligent decision about selecting a fulfillment point for our product. With each of these systems, I would say that there's a basic systems architecture and a complex systems architecture. Um, at, a, at a basic level, what we're looking at is connecting to these systems on either static IPs, so that they, they talk to uh, something in the cloud, or on-prem. Um, but there's typically, what you'll see in both of these solutions is a high degree of redundancy. What we have a lot of our customers do is, we, when we provide an automation system, like I said before, we tend to push more for an on-prem uh, on system. The, a lot of our customers will actually have an on-prem server and then mirror that data to something up in the cloud so that they know if something ever happens to their server on site, they're gonna be running in a degraded state, but they still have full access to their data and full data retention. So at that point, we're not missing any of the data, we're just working to catch up once we get that, that system repaired. One of the biggest things with all of these different systems, like I said before, we create tons of data points, but if we don't use them in a productive manner, then it just sits there and collects dust and we get no smarter in how we affect our, in our, uh, our fulfillment. Dashboards and reporting are a key metric and key experience that needs to be taken into account when you're designing these solutions. Real-time dashboards, real-time reporting. Um, we do a lot with gamification these days to, pr to provide a, a big screen inside the distribution center that gives, gives the operators an idea of where they stand uh, on, their, on, their, on their workflow, on their, their status against other, other pickers so that they know it, it turns into a game. You know, who can get the highest score, who can pick the fastest, who can do all that. Um, but with this, we also take into account accuracy and, and provide accountability for it. So the idea behind a real-time dashboard system is that we can provide information so that we can affect the distribution and the, and the flow of operations in real time rather than collecting information and having a meeting about it tomorrow. So if we look at a couple of, of case studies um, the, and, and how these solutions work together, one of, the, one of the big ones is if we have a connected yard management system to a warehouse management system, what, one of the things we can do is prevent stockouts. For argument's sake, let's say that the, the inventory level inside the WMS or inside the building is lower than what we need to process. In an intelligent system, the, yard man, we, the WMS will make a call to the yard management, see if there's any of that item in the yard. If so, the yard management system can then reprioritize the work coming in and reprioritize the, the trailers to be processed, have that stock come in, be processed through the WMS, and at that point we prevent a stock out because we've been able to resequence the, the inbound flow of the, of, the, of the product into the facility. This means that, again, we prevent the stock out, we prevent a back order and having to do rework, and the customer still gets their product on time. Predictive analytics for, for workforce planning. So, like I said before, with the labor management system, we're creating a ton of information that we can then put into an archive and use to, to query against. So the labor management system would use those, those historical analytics to say, okay, 
I know the number of orders and the, number, the amount of work that I need to do today, I'm going to provide a prediction and a prescription on how we should staff each functional area inside the building today. What this allows us to do in, in high fluctuation areas, we were able to retain and provide quali better quality of labor rather than having temporary workers kind of cycle through the facility. We're able to provide a, a better quality of, of worker and give them a, a better projection on the amount of work that they're going to need to do. It also allows us from an operations perspective to be able to smooth some of the work out between two, uh, a peak and a valley day. So overall, the labor and the, the resources are used more effectively to lower the overall operational expense. One of the other things that these systems do is provide real-time feedback and real-time updates on the status all the way through the fulfillment chain. So when customers these days, they place their order, they want to be able to go online and have a real-time kind of view of where their product and where their order is in the processing cycle. So what all these solutions can do is provide real-time status up to the ERP or up to the web portal so that a customer can query and be able to determine what, where their order sits. At that point, from a marketing perspective, we can turn around and provide them, hey, you know, we noticed you ordered you know, item A, we think you'd be interested in item B, and, and try to get that incremental add to whatever they've got on order. This allows, and customers at this point also feel more engaged. They're able to have a, a real-time view of what's happening and remain engaged with our platform. So the bottom line, connected fulfillment centers can provide real-time visibility to what's happening to, to, to affect effective decision-making. Uh, we're also able to better utilize the, the labor, better utilize the resources inside the facility, and also provide more transparency to our customers. The end goal is that we retain that customer on our platform and make sure that they're not going to our competitor. So with that, I appreciate your time this morning. I'll make myself available for questions up here. Have a great show. I look forward to talking to all of you. Mm-hmm.